Thank you so much for joining me today. I am Yetunde and I talk to people about their journey into tech. Uh, so today I'm speaking with Daniela Beck about branding yourself on LinkedIn. So Daniela, how did you get into tech? Yeah, that's a really great question. So for me, I always had a fascination with technology. I remember vividly my childhood days. I'd be on my parents' you know, clunky desktop computer downstairs, just fiddling with it, whether it would be you know, just clicking on like a notepad, trying to figure out how that worked, trying to like get applications or games on the computer and seeing you know, how to play them, but also how to like delete them and just move them around. So for me, it just became kind of an obsession. I would spend hours down there and it would continue and continue for years. Um, but it wasn't really something that I considered doing as a career. Um, but then when I was in high school, my sophomore year, I was in the gifted program and we had to do different seminars or activities to remain in that program. So one of the things that I did was a game design seminar uh, that was hosted by one of the business teachers and and I was very just intrigued. I was seeing how, you know, you could code and you could create these these um, animations. They can move around and do all sorts of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is definitely what I want to do. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Was the uh, animation, <laughs> was it Scratch, by the way? I'm... No, it was Alice. Alice. Oh. Yeah, because it sounds similar to Scratch. Uh I taught middle schoolers with that for a while. So that's cool. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. So so after that, after you realized you wanted to get into tech, what steps did you take to do that? Oh, man. So after I decided I wanted to pursue technology, you know, that was during my, I think my junior years. This is the year after I did the seminar on Alice. And I remember just confused because there's so many different avenues that you can go into with technology. Um, but I kind of looked back and, you know, the classes I had taken in high school and I was like, okay, I really like the game design class. But I also happened to have taken a couple of business classes. So I had taken like accounting, I had taken introductory finance, I had done business calculus. So I was like, if I can combine these two things together, that would be amazing. So when I was looking at different schools, I was, you know, looking for, you know, a program that wasn't like totally business, but wasn't totally tech either. Like I wanted to find, you know, something in the middle. Yeah. So when I was looking at schools in the Pittsburgh area, uh, Chatham University, which is the school that I go to now, really stood out because they really had a very um, broad program, but it was a very applicable program too. And what I mean by that is that you learn on top of a business curriculum, so you're doing accounting, economics, marketing, and all that, but you're also doing all sorts of different classes for your um, management information systems concentration. So I do database design, um, web development, Python programming, JavaScript, Google Sheets. So it's, it's a very nice layout that I think has a lot of application. Oh, wow. That's definitely very broad. <laughs> Most uh, yes. most computer de science degrees are usually just computer science and maybe some mm -hmm. extracurriculars or something. But wow, mm -hmm. 
I was going to ask what aspects you're studying, but it seems you're studying a lot of aspects in tech. Yeah, so my degree is um, MIS or Management Information Systems. So yeah. it's essentially a combination of business and computer science. Oh. It's my degree. That's great. So which part of uh, tech do you think you're going to go into after school? Uh, that's a good question. So for me, um, there's a, I think when I started school, I thought, oh, I'm definitely going to do programming and be like a software engineer. But I was thinking of my first couple of programming classes that I was like, oh, I'm not really sure if this is for me. So I had taken another class my first semester uh, called Introduction to Project Management. And yeah. that had really sparked my interest. So, for example, during that class, I was selected as one of four students, and we participated in a sort of quiz bowl against other teams from regional colleges and universities, and we had won first place. So I was like, wow, I actually know quite a bit about this. Maybe this is something that I want to pursue. And the funny thing is, is that somebody from that uh, organization that hosted the quiz bowl, the PMI, PMI Pittsburgh, or the Project Management Institute of Pittsburgh, they reached out to me and they had asked me, do I want to start volunteering with the organization? And I said, sure. So now they have me as the director of corporate outreach. So I have a couple of jobs, one of which is to promote different activities the PMI hosts to my college campus. And then the other would be, we're starting this new initiative called Project of the Year. So essentially we have three different categories. We have communities, so like nonprofits, we have um, corporate, so businesses, and then we also have um, academic, which would be colleges and universities. So right now we're kind of in the process of getting a team together, deciding on criteria, and receiving submissions for the awards. Oh, wow. But I think I'm going to start going more in that way. Into yeah. project management, yeah. And I feel like your background in tech, uh, since you studied some program, will definitely help you in uh, project management. So what's project management really about? I've heard people talk about it, uh, but I'm really, I'm not too sure what they do. So could you explain it? Yeah, sure. So project management, I, I think it has a lot of definitions, like you said, but I think the easiest way to explain it is that you're guiding a project from beginning to end. And it's something that's temporary, right? So it's not like something that's continuous, you're doing over and over again. So within the realm of project management, you have a lot of different terminology it gets kind of confusing so you have what's called a waterfall method which is you do one thing after another after another after another but this runs into a couple of different problems because a lot of teams now they want to be agile or they want to do part of a process do another part of a process do another part of a process so it's like kind of irritative I think that's the word like you're doing it like iterative you know what I mean you're yeah. not doing it complete yes yeah, I've used Scrum a little bit, so I definitely, well, I don't understand the project management aspects, but I understand programming under, under that kind of method. So um, what are your future goals in your career uh, as you become a project manager, or is that too much? Yeah, I would say definitely to be a project manager, yeah. or at least, you know, I'm, I'm 20. I'm going to be graduating when I'm 20 later this year. So I think I still have a lot of time to kind of discover and, you know, figure out what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I think maybe going into an entry-level business analyst role would probably be a good start for me. And then depending what I like, and then I can always, you know, a twisted turn and do this or do that. 
Um, so my future uh, goal is really to find something, whether that's being a project manager or otherwise, it's really going to fulfill me both intellectually, um, professionally, and in some other aspects too. And then I also just want to be a role model for other women that are going into technology yeah. because I'm really fortunate. I go to a school that is a predominantly women's college. It actually used to be an all-women's school until 2015 at oh. the undergrad level. So we have like a lot of really talented um, young women and professors that I work with that happen to be female that have really pushed me on and engaged with me and helped me to have all sorts of opportunities. But I realized that a lot of other girls who go to other schools might not have the same sort of, you know, support network. So I think, yeah. you know, reaching back out and helping students to, you know, have that person to talk to and also giving them opportunities would really enable me to pay that forward. Wow. That's a, that's a great goal. Because I know most, uh, <laughs> most schools, my school anyways, did not have had a few women, maybe like 5% in the computer science department. So that's really great, great oh, wow. that you had that foundation and also you're, you're giving back to others. Thank you. Yeah. So while you were learning, did you learn online or did you mostly learn from school? So I mostly learned in the classroom, but I definitely did a couple of things with big companies that I, I think really helped me out to get, get my first internship and then my second internship and then my third internship that I'll be starting tomorrow. So one of the first things that I did um, during my first year back in 2017 is that I got an email from my advisor about this Grow with Google program that was being run by Udacity. Mm -hmm. And they had a scholarship opportunity to learn the basics of coding Android apps. So I don't know, I was a little bit hesitant at first because I was, I think, four or five weeks into my first programming class for Python. And I was like, oh, no, am I really good enough? Should I try? And I ended up applying. It took 10 minutes. And then I ended up getting it the following January. So I spent three months learning the basics, uh, learning a lot of Java and XML, learning a lot of design. And then after that, I was part of the nano degree program. So they picked like, I think the top like 10 or 15% of the people from the first round. Yeah. And then you continued on to get a certification. Um, so that was definitely one thing I think that really helped me out because when you're in these interviews for internships, granted, I don't go for really technical roles um, that ask me to do whiteboarding or any sort of like live coding. Yeah. But I think it definitely helps when they say, do you have any programming experience and I can say, yeah, I did this Google thing. We did X, Y, and Z project. And this is how I kind of broke it up. That really helped. And then another thing that really helped, I did also that last spring that I did was a Citibank Early ID Leadership Program. So this was for people that were sophomores. And at the time, I was a sophomore in credits. It gets confusing. Yeah. Um, but I did that. And they had a, it was like a virtual mentorship program. It was for five weeks um, with one of the um, professionals in the um, technology infrastructure office um, that City has in Houston. So we would essentially talk um, once a week for maybe half an hour, um, go over some of the things. So for example, interviewing strategies, um, basic vocabulary to know and all of that and then at the end um, 
we also had different uh, webinars that we could tune into. So remember the one was like global security and there were some other ones as well. So that was really interesting. It definitely widened my horizons and my perspectives as to what a tech career could be. Yeah, those definitely sound like very good learning opportunities. So how has the uh, Grow with Google Udacity program? I've seen some people who were enrolled in that. How was the experience? Oh, it was amazing. I think for me, although I'm not like a super big programmer, I think just the way they set it up. So it's like short videos, maybe they're five minutes long, and then maybe you do an activity and then video activity, video activity. And at the end of that series of videos and activities, you'll have like a project to complete. And what's great about the project is it goes right along with the videos. So for example, if you get stuck, you can refer back to the videos. Yeah. And there's also different forums that they have. So for example, let's say you're like confused on project one, you can go to that part of the forum and ask a question, or you can see the question and answer that maybe some of the other people have done, and that could help you too. Oh, great. Kind of sounds, uh, do you know Udemy? It sounds a little bit similar. So uh, while you were also learning, did you, were you on other social medias? Were you branding yourself? I would say I just primarily use LinkedIn. Um, I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. So the Instagram page for me is more for my personal use. And then I would say that Facebook, um, I'm involved in a couple of different like tech, tech and business communities on there via groups. So I'll be a little bit engaged on there. But I think for the most part, I'm on LinkedIn. So how did you brand yourself on LinkedIn? Oh, man. So when I started on LinkedIn, I honestly didn't know what to do. And I think a lot of people were at that point. It's like, oh, LinkedIn. It's always like something that's that's like, oh, I have to do this too. Because a lot of people think yeah. you just, you know, you make a profile on there and that's it. But I think for me and the journey that I've been through, I've discovered it's so much more than that. Like I started seeing professionals making content. I was like, oh, okay. And then I started seeing students making content too. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. They're getting so much attention. They're getting so many opportunities. I should really get a part of this too. So probably about eight months ago, I started being pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, For example, I just started by liking and commenting on others' posts and kind of seeing what they were doing and seeing what I liked, what I didn't like, what I wanted to incorporate um, when I started posting. But one of the best things that I did was, yes, I wrote comments, but like write insightful comments. And by that, don't be just like, good job. Add something to the conversation. Maybe you read a book that was similar. Maybe you know of an opportunity or or something like that. So always just find a way to like take that content and then build it up to the next level. So that was how I started. I just kind of looked and thought, oh, okay, people are doing this, people are doing that. And then I started to um, create my own content. And I'll be honest, the content that I wrote, like maybe November of last year, I mean, it wasn't really good. I just started writing about like different events that I would go to and the main things that I learned from them or, you know, things of that nature. But I had reached out to a connection of mine on LinkedIn because he started doing video. I think this was like late last year when they were introducing that onto the platform and I was really interested. 
So I commented on his post. I was like, hey, I'm just really curious as to how you do videos here on LinkedIn. And then we had a call, I think a couple of days later, and he was really nice, just kind of went over like how to make like really good video content. Yeah. So since then, I started my own hashtag series. It's called Hashtag Techbook Thursday. So it's a weekly series where I'll read a book and go over the three, usually three main points that I've learned in the two to three minute video. And then on top of just having the video, I'll also have like, it's not like a lot of text, but just like a text version of what I'm saying too, or at least the main points. Because sometimes people are just scrolling through and they, they're not going to sit there for two and a half, three minutes and see your whole video. So yeah. it's nice to kind of have that like complimentary thing too. And since I started my series, it's, you know, and I've been pretty consistent with it. I mean, yeah, I'll miss a week, maybe once every two months. But for the most part, you know, I'm doing videos almost every week. And that has opened so many doors for me. So what I usually do is I'll tag the author in the post. If they have LinkedIn, I'll tag them in the post. And I remember I read this one book. I tagged the author. The author responded. She was really excited that I um, reviewed her book. Um, I ended up uh, hopping on a call with her about a week and a half later. And I was able to ask her some more questions. And then that resulted in an article that had come about. Um, me interviewing the author and just learning more about what got them interested in the book and also what is their advice for people that are starting out in the industry. So now she was my first um, interview for Hashtag Techbook Thursday. And I think now, next week, I think I'll be posting my fourth or fifth interview. Oh, so it's wow. kind of crazy, like how by you know, reading these books and just by tagging people or reaching out to them, maybe sending a connection on LinkedIn. I've met people from Zimbabwe, Nigeria. Um, the one woman I talked to was from India. So it's just really broadening my horizons. Yeah. And I'm that, really grateful for that. That, that definitely sounds like so interesting. Like how you started yeah, from you. Uh, just commenting to making your own content and doing interviews with other authors with authors that like you have to start somewhere to be able to even get to that exactly. level. exactly so people just need to start mm -hmm. on their ideas and yeah, who knows maybe you can be interviewing authors <laughs> um, <laughs> so i'm curious about the videos how do you uh how do you pick a book to do a video on? good question so usually um i always say at the end of all my videos if you have any suggestions like my connections i have about 1500 connections right now on linkedin yeah. which is crazy because when i started in november december i had like 300 so it's kind of crazy i've like went up so much in size but usually i'll say that and maybe it's not every week but usually every other week somebody will suggest a book and then I'll probably read that book and then like tag them in the post and be like, yeah, so-and-so gave me the idea. I just want to like thank them for that. Um, sometimes it's just by searching online, like top tech books and reading those. Or sometimes, um, since I have a lot of connections right now, somebody will be like, hey, I'm, I'm writing a new book. And I'm just like, I hop on that opportunity. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to like talk about your book for my series. So that's helping to kind of solidify those connections that I already have. So I guess those are like the three main ways that I come up with books. But sometimes I'll just pick a book at random, honestly. It's 
Um, it doesn't really have to be anything particular. Like I've read books about women in tech. I've read books about um, business intelligence. I've read books about just like the history of programming. So it's just kind of like everywhere at this point. I wouldn't think there's like a specific type of book that I do, which, you know, it keeps things interesting because not everyone is into the same types of books. So I think it just keeps some sort of um, variety. So you mostly do tech books then? Yes, that's right. Sometimes I also do business books too. It just kind of depends on um, what I have to read. Okay. Do you do uh, like programming books or books that? Not, not really, no. I think a lot of the books that I have that I guess tend to be more successful are like books where they're giving people advice, like career advice, yeah. um, talking about stories of people in the field. Because Flagstone's so interesting, and it's not like a lot of the technical stuff, they don't really talk about that. What they really talk about is a lot of the soft skills that I think are becoming really important to be, to be you know, somebody that's at the top. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, some people in tech don't think soft skills are important, but if you want to get to the top of your career, you definitely need to be good at that. So. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's good that you're reviewing the books and showing people there are other books other than uh, hard technical books. There are soft skill books on tech. So where are you currently in your tech journey? I know you said you were about, you're going to graduate next year. Uh, but other than... This year, end oh, of this, this year. year sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, where are you generally in your journey, do you think? Oh, man. I think at this point, so I start, my first internship last summer was a really technical internship. And for me, I kind of realized that wasn't really my thing. So then I started to move more towards the intersection of business and technology. So that was my last internship was at the startup and it was there and I really enjoyed it. So I'm kind of continuing on that into this internship. So I think definitely I'm probably going to stay on this path of like working maybe in business and technology too. Um, as far, I think, you know, how do I say this? I know like of a lot of different technologies, at this point, you know, through taking my coursework and through doing these different programs that I mentioned with City and Google, but I think there's not really one specific thing that I'm really into. It's just that I have like all of these different skill sets that I can use. So I think for me, it's still kind of like evolving as we speak. Okay, that's the, that's definitely makes sense because it's evolving for me too. So everybody has different journeys. <laughs> exactly. Do you have any advice for people learning to code or learning about tech? That's a great question. I, I would say um, advice oh, for learning how to code. Or okay, so when I learned how to code. I, I honestly, I didn't get it right away. I found it really confusing. You know, you'd just be sitting in class with the professor, and I just remember I could not understand it at all. Like, for me, it just, the sitting in class and learning it just wasn't working out. So what I did, I did a lot of online tutorials where I just look up things online like W3 schools um, and websites like that that are really good resources and could show you basic examples. So then you could start building on top of that and continue building your skill set. I think that's something that's really helpful to just um, have. 
Yeah. Do you, uh, what were the, do you know the resources you used, the online videos? Online, usually just YouTube, honestly. Put your LinkedIn um, hashtag and profile in the, bio, in the description. And thank you, Daniela, for being on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much.